right, so back here at Maverick Stadium in Logan. BYU football has been brought to you tonight by the Pizza Factory with convenient locations in Provo, Linden, and Spanish Fork. The Pizza Factory is the perfect place for your next pregame or postgame meal. The Pizza Factory made by locals and loved by locals. 40-24 to 24 is your final score. Utah State over BYU. The Cougars outgained the Aggies 396 to 288 tonight. 210 rushing, 112 rushing for the Aggies. 80, 186 passing for BYU, 176 for the Ags. The Cougars outgain uh, Utah State by a sizable margin, but the sizable margin also came in the turnover category where it was BYU seven giveaways and Utah State just the one. On minus six, Mark, you don't win. No, that's, you just don't win. We can, yeah, you don't win. Uh, some individual numbers of notes. Bo Hodge, before leaving the game, goes five for nine, 95 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He left injured. We presume something head-related, but can't say officially. Coy Detmer went 7 for 20 with 91 yards, three picks, including a pick six. Bo Hodge also threw a pick six. You probably also don't win when you throw two pick sixes, as BYU did tonight. <laughs> when you Ula get a pick six, though, you, you got a pick six. So. You're still minus one on net pick sixes, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Ula Tolutau had his first 100-yard rushing night, 21 for a bucko two. He was the leading ground gainer. Nothing much doing in the throw game for BYU. Neil Pau did have four catches after only one in the first four games. Four for 26, but nothing really happening for BYU. Bo Tanner's long completion uh, was 40 for a touchdown. A heck of a pass, a heck of a a catch made by Bo back when the Cougars were actually moving the ball and scoring touchdowns. Utah State, Kent Myers goes 16 for 27, 176, two touchdowns and a pick passer rating of 131.1. Lawan Hunt was the leading ground gainer, 18 for 65. And uh, Ron Quavian Tarver, leading receiver, 6 for 76 and a score. Those are your main numbers of note. Uh, team numbers gave you the total yardage. BYU's eight penalties were costly to Utah State's four. BYU had 20 first downs to Utah State's 14. Wow. Isn't that something that the offense, uh, yard-wise, plays-wise, first downs-wise, was all good for you? And uh, it can't be that, uh, well, I guess it has to be that 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 huge discrepancy in turnovers is the thing that just kills you because uh, they ended up getting short fields and scoring points. BYU's got to have it. Yards are not being gained. BYU's 4 of 14 on third downs and 0 for 3 on fourth downs. BYU's not converted a fourth down all year. Yeah, that's amazing. Their third down number is very low. BYU ran 70. BYU actually ran more plays than Utah State tonight. Again, there were some things that say, okay, you're making progress, but seven turnovers just wipe everything out. They just wipe it all out. Uh, BYU was out-possessed. 31 to 29 in minutes. The points off of turnovers is your ball game. BYU loses by 16 when Utah State was plus 19 in points off of turnovers. That is the ball game tonight. BYU had four sacks defensively, nine tackles for loss. Yeah. The defense did a lot of good things out there, but too many times the offense put the defense in a bad spot. And through five games, we just have to say again, the offense has not held up its end of the bargain this season. And as a result, BYU's 1-4 for the first time since 2010 when they fell to 1-4 right here on this field against Utah State. One more sponsorship note before Mark recaps our scoring. And the note is this. If you're looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's, try Smith's Click List. Order online. Pick up curbside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com slash click list for details. Mark, let's recap the scoring, shall we? All right. Uh, Utah State got it started. 7 nothing for Utah State. Micah Hanneman picked off a pass of USU and took the end zone. 7-7. 
Braden Elbakri scored on a pass, and uh, Bo Tanner made a great catch and scored all in the second quarter. Uh, all the PATs were good by Red Allman, but uh, USU then intercepted a pass that bounced off a defender, and uh, PAT was good. USU forced a short field and ended up Kent Myers uh, threw a touchdown pass to Tarver, and uh, that was, nope, there was a field goal stuck in there at the end of the first half. It was 24-21 in favor of Utah State. And then the second half, man, alive, it was just uh, hard to deal with because uh, BYU started the second half and uh, quickly fumbled on the... the first possession of the second half, and uh, BYU's defense held them to a 40-yard field goal, making it 27-21. USU moved the ball 41 yards following a BYU fumble to score, a 19-yard run by Kent Myers, and it looked like that was going to be the icer that uh, made it 33-21, and it really was. BYU did move the ball in the fourth quarter on a big pass from Coy Detmer to Jonah Trenneman. They stalled there at the five-yard line and got pushed back. Red Allman then made a 37-yard field goal, making it 33-24. And then uh, Jalen Davis intercepted his second TD pass reception, interception, and uh, Iron Dalton was good. 40-24 is the final for Utah State. It's hard to, hard to deal with. Uh, you know, Greg, uh, we had a terrible situation here last time when we were calling this game on a cold day in a concession truck, but I prefer that situation over being here in this uh, press box today. Yep, I'll take, uh, I will take no feeling in my toes <laughs> over no life in the offense tonight. That was hard after BYU went up 21-7, to and they were cruising. There was a time there, early second quarter, where you looked around and kind of said, this now feels like this what we should be happen. doing. Colin yeah. scores and Colin touchdowns and Bo Hodge in a bit of a rhythm. And uh, Bo Hodge going out changed the game. Mm-hmm. Even though he had thrown a pick six at that point, kind of a fluky pick six, uh, they, they had something they, they, they could work with. Uh, Bo's got an arm, and he could move around, and uh, everything just fell apart. And... Uh, between Detmer throwing as many picks as he did and the Kofensis experiment maybe not being a long-term thing, realizing that he doesn't spend time with the quarterbacks. Right. Um, you know, and BYU at one point literally refusing to throw the football when every other traditional play call says throw it, whether it's fourth and five or third and eight or third and five or fourth and or third and ten, run, run, run. That's all they chose to do at that point. You knew BYU was in some trouble. Detmer got into a smidgen of a rhythm, but... A touchdown's taken off the board on a total yeah, total man. run where you don't need to hold for him, and they held for him, and uh, yeah, that just was... could never recapture the magic they had with Bo Hodge at the helm. And now there are a lot of questions to answer about moving forward. Who's your guy, and how do you get him ready, and what do you do? And they'll have to figure it out with Boise State coming to Provo, and the Aggies, or rather the Broncos, while they may be down a bit, yeah. they're still Boise. And yeah, uh, they've, is, yeah. they've given BYU trouble for years and years, and... Uh, um, you know, it's it's, it's it's just not going to get a lot easier, and uh, BYU needs to somehow recapture its season somehow, some way, and uh, the next challenge is a week from tonight. So that's going to do it for now from Logan. We'll come back with much more postgame coverage. Uh, ben Bagley's got scores and more with uh, Cougar Post and Postgame Live, and that is next. 40-24, to 24, Utah State's a winner over BYU on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The clock has hit zero, and this one is in the books. 
It's time for Cougar Postum Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Postum Post Game Live. Postum, there's a reason. Post game coverage is also brought to you by Provo Land Title. In 1966, we started with a simple goal service. 50 years later, that goal is now a tradition. And by America First Credit Union, Utah's number one credit union and your winning financial team. Now, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Ben Bagley in for Jason Shepard. Welcome into Cougar Postum Post Game Live. Let's get your reaction on tonight's game as BYU falls in Logan to Utah State. Loses the old wagon wheel. Utah State gets the victory 40 to 24. You can tweet me at Ben Bags. We'll get some reactions later on in the post game show in the post and post game live. Looking at a couple of keys to the game. Greg and Mark did a great job summing those up, but just looking, I think it was summed up at halftime as uh, Coach Kalani Sataki was walking off the field talking to Nate Mickle. He said, The defense can stop these guys. If the offense doesn't screw it up, those were his words walking off the field. And that's what happened in the second half. Greg talked about it in the postgame wrap-up. The defense did a really good job in stopping the Aggie offense. The Aggies only had 288 yards total offense, but seven turnovers. It's really hard to win any game when you're turning the ball seven turning the ball over seven times and giving up 26 points off turnovers. You scored 24. Normally, when your defense performs that well, that should be enough to do. Four interceptions, three fumbles. It wasn't just the quarterbacks, folks. I know it's hard. You look at, oh, the quarterbacks this, quarterbacks that. Three fumbles, Kofensis, Tulatau, giving the ball up, not protecting. The Aggies were going after the takeaways. It was obvious early. Didn't cover the ball up. That's three fumbles that were given away there. So 26 points off turnovers. That was the difference in this game tonight. 40-24, your final score. Postum has been the perfect family drink for more than 120 years. There's a reason Postum creates warm memories. Learn more at postum.com. Coming up, we'll update you on the day in college football. Cougar Postum Postgame Live continues next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Ben Bagley with you on the Cougar Postum Post Game Live. BYU falls to Utah State in Logan, forty to twenty-four. A point in one, at one point in the second quarter, BYU twenty-one-seven. At that point, the wills came off, and BYU falls forty to twenty-four. Uh, of course, part of that was Bo Hodge leaving the game with an injury, an undisclosed injury. Uh, best wishes to him. Hopefully, we'll see him healthy going forward. As BYU needs the help right now at the quarterback position. So let's check the college football scoreboard. Four games in college football. Two finals, but one game left on the on the docket going on right now. It's a battle of two top 25 teams in the Pac-12. Right now in the second quarter with nine minutes left, USC's up by a touchdown on 16th-ranked Washington State, 17-10. Finals from around college football. 14th-ranked Miami gets a 31-6 victory over Duke. And Nebraska... A 21 or 28-6 victor over Illinois. That on top of the BYU Utah State game, 40 to 24 for Utah State. That's the four games in college football. One college soccer score to update you on. The BYU Cougars fall at Southfield in WCC pay, play 2-1 to the San Diego Toreros. Uh, programming note for you: tune in tomorrow on BYU TV here here on BYU Radio as well. 
for a special BYU Sports Nation at 9 a.m., 11 Eastern. As Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan recap this game and take a look at things going on in BYU Sports. One of the guests scheduled to join us tomorrow morning is none other than Steve Young. So don't forget to tune in for that. Postum has been the perfect family drink for more than 120 years. There's a reason Postum creates warm memories. Learn more at postum.com. We'll have more Cougar postgame, Postum postgame live coming up after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Post Game Live. Cougar Post Game Live. Off tackle right into the end zone for the touchdown. This is the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into the Cougar Postum Post Game Live. My name is Ben Bagley here at the BYU Radio Studios. And BYU falls at Utah State 40-24. to The Cougars now 1-4 and on the season, still looking for their first win versus an FBS opponent. They'll get that chance next week, next Friday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium against Boise State, also a Mount West Conference team, also a team kind of struggling. But... BYU also struggling and has a lot of questions to answer during the week. We'll talk about some of those coming up in a second. But first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification along the Cougar I am, the Cougar New Skin BYU Sports Network. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. Welcome back into the BYU Radio Studios. Ben Bagley, your host for the Cougar Postum Post Game Live. And we mentioned before we took the station identification, BYU has some questions to answer now. They're heading into week the sixth game of the season, one and four. They've got a tough Boise, Boise State opponent. Why did I say tough? Well, because Boise State and BYU always play tough and exciting games, regardless of what the records are. Both teams struggling at this point of the season. Still going to be an entertaining and fun game next Friday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. After that game, you've got Mississippi State, a tough SEC opponent, top 25 opponent for now. We'll see what happens over the weekend with Mississippi State. You travel to Starkville to take on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. That'll be a tough game as well. BYU needs to look to get some questions answered by then. The biggest question right now, obviously, what's going to happen at the quarterback position? Tanner Mangum still in a boot. Don't know what his health status is going to be in the next week, if he will be able to play against Boise State or Mississippi State or sometime soon thereafter. How about Bo Hodge? Leaves in the second quarter. What's his status going to be? What? How is he going to recover? What do we expect from Bo Hodge? If anything, next week against Boise State. If not Bo Hodge, then we're looking down the line. How do you improve this offense around Coy Detmer or Austin Kofensis, or what is the answer at that quarterback position? That's the question on the plate for Kalani Sataki. That's the question for Ty Detmer. In fact, let's go back up to Logan, where Kalani Sataki is addressing the media. Going against Boise next week, so any questions? Um, all I know is that he wasn't able to return uh, this game. I think, you know, give it some time and see what what the, uh, what the uh, prognosis will be for him coming back. So that's what I, I don't know anything. You probably know as much as I do right now. How, how much? Yeah, well, he keeps improving, you know, and so we'll, we'll see how that goes. And um, like he's anxious. He's from Boise, so I think that's that, that's a personal thing for him. But we'll, we'll have to evaluate that. 
you know, the main thing is take care of our guys and make sure that they don't put themselves in a, in a risky position and, and try to, you know, we want to win, but not at the expense of, of hurting their livelihood. How much did it disrupt momentum to lose Bo on that injury in the second quarter? Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was huge, but, I, you know, I think there's a lot of things that, that factor into it, not just the, the loss of him in the game, but um, just way too many mistakes, way too many errors. And um, right now, we, we, we saw some positive things, but uh, definitely a lot of mistakes, a lot of negative things that we that just just overcame the positives. And, but uh, it's really disappointing. Our guys are really disappointed. I was pleased with the effort and pleased with everything they gave us. It's just, you know, we need to find ways to win games, and that's where the focus is going to be and go, going back to work. You lost your quarterback on defense as well. How did that affect the defense? Um, well, I thought Kuj did a good job, and, and Adam Pulsford did a good job coming in and filling in for him. Um, you know, defensively, we put him in some bad spots. You know, we put him. Um, I mean, I think there's, I think there's two pick sixes. I gotta, I don't, I don't know if, if some, is that right? Yeah. So we put him in, and then we put him in some bad field position. And I thought they, they played with great effort, and they made some big plays. They got, even at the end, they, they, they uh, were able to get a stop with the three timeouts, get the ball back, and um, we just made way too many errors. I thought I was pleased with some of the stuff the defense did. I, I haven't looked at all the stats yet, but I thought our rush defense was was, was pretty good, you know, and. Um, and it, it, yeah, it hurt losing Butch. Um, we'll have to look at that again too to see where we stand. But uh, I thought the other guys did a good job coming and filling in his place. Taki Taki had uh, quite a few reps at middle linebacker. <clears throat> and takes the rush off the edge. How do you think he played? And at the at the, and, and have you practiced him a lot at middle linebacker? Yeah, so he played both, you know, today. And, and um, yeah, we, we, we that's a package that we have that we use him a lot in that position. And with Butch being out, I think we went went to that a little bit more this this game, but. Um, defensively, I thought they played they played as hard as they could, and they they, get, they set us up in a good good position. Like obviously, you want to get more disruption, get some more sacks and big plays. But that's uh, I was you know, I didn't look at the film, but I was really pleased with the, with the bad positions that they were in, the, the way they respond, the way they respond to the adversity. So the, the pick six, you were at twenty one seven. You choose to throw it on first down. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that affect your momentum? Just well, I think. So the run was was really successful. We we're doing good things with the run earlier around that time, and I think the the call was just to with them focused on the run as to do a play action boot, which I think was a play, and it was just a bad it was a bad a bad throw. I mean, I think we hit. I don't remember it correctly, but it was, we hit yeah in the back of the head. And so um, it's just one of those things that we can't can't make mistakes like that, and especially against a good team at, at home and and expect to win. And there was just that wasn't the only. One. There was a lot of errors that were made and. Um, that's my. I'm the coach. I gotta fix it. So that's what it comes down to. What's the mindset <clears throat> of the team, and how do you make sure this doesn't, you know, snowball? No, it's not gonna snowball. We have great leaders on this team, and we know exactly what the issues are. We just have to correct them, you know. And uh, dealing with injuries and dealing with other other things that, and and some, you know, some adversity. That's just that's kind of what we have to respond to. Now we're in a hole right now, and we have to bounce back. But you can only do it by trying to win the next one. And and um, uh, you know. Love the way these guys compete, and, and obviously they're hurt right now, and it's supposed to hurt, you know. But uh, we'll build on, we'll build off of this, and we'll find a way to respond and make sure that we're ready for next week. Last couple questions. Ula had a, some nice runs, but also mm-hmm. putting the ball on the turf. Young guy just trying to do too much, or just still learning to ball security, or how, how does that? Oh no, we we pride ourselves in, in taking care of the football, you know, and, and that's something that. Uh, <laughs> You know, I have to look at the film and see. I think that he's such a big guy, and the extra effort stuff play comes into play. And when that happens, you really have to take care of the football because guys are just teeing off on you, whether it's from the back, from the front, or from the side. 
And so the intent is nice, and then he wants to gain more yards, but not at the risk of, of losing and getting turnovers and losing the ball. So, But he wasn't the only one that had that issue. We, I mean, I, how many turnovers was it total? Seven. Yeah, so that it's hard to win a game when you have seven turnovers, and, and a couple, couple of them were pick sixes. So that's, you know, it's difficult. All right, thanks, Coach. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. There you go, Kalani Sataki addressing the media after the game. Final comments there pretty much summed it up nicely. It's hard to win a game with seven turnovers, especially when a couple of them are pick sixes, especially when you're giving up 26 points off of turnovers. Yep, that sums it up. You give up 26 points off of turnovers, you lose by 16, 40 to 24. Hard to win a game that way. That's going to wrap things up here for the Cougar Post and Post Game Live. Your final score, 40-24. Utah State beats BYU. BYU moves to 1-4 and four on the season. The Cougar Locker Room Show is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. He's going to go! Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Utah State 40 and BYU 24 is our final score. Welcome back to Maverick Stadium. Taking a look at our Ken Garf keys to the game, pregame and postgame. They're brought to you by Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen. Proud supporters of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. We hear Mark Lyons tell us what his pregame keys to the game were. Craig, uh, at the start of the year, I said that I'm not going to do turnovers every game because turnovers would always be a key to the game. And since it is, I'm not going to say it each week. Number one, they had to run the rock, had to run the football, and I thought they did a decent job. They ran for more than 200 yards yeah. tonight. You've got to stop the pass, and they did that. BYU allowed the Utah State to pass for 176 yards tonight. Yeah, and you've got to play the game. Mm. It's a field position, make the big play. Keep drives alive, force three and outs. Okay, the play the game part, the field position part, let's take a look at how it turned out. BYU was minus 16 yards in average starting field position. That's not a sustainable position. No, no. They did make the big play. They had the pick for a six and a a great catch in the end zone. Let's go down to the Cougar locker room area. Fred Warner talking to the media. Today, uh, starting with the defense. Um, You know, defense... I mean, in all phases, we could have done better. In all phases, we didn't play the way we should have. Um, defense should have got more turnovers and, uh, you know, got off, got off the field when we needed to. Um, but, yeah, just, uh, just really frustrated right now. You guys lost Butch at the start of the first quarter. How did that affect the defense? Butch is the captain on our team. He's a playmaker. Uh, I mean, it hurt. I, I say it hurt a little bit, but next man up. You know, we always got to. Always got to have somebody who's willing to come in and make plays. Fred, how do you respond to your offense giving up seven turnovers? It's just something I can't control. I mean, the defense can't control that. I've tried. I've tried to, you know, be there for them. You know, I can. That's all I can do right now, and all I can do is keep making myself better for this team and and creating more opportunities for our offense. How do you keep the mindset positive in this locker room? Uh, you just got to know that we got a lot of play for. Me, this is my senior year. I got so much to play for. And, uh, you know, no matter what, I'm going to make sure we turn this around. Where, where do you start in trying to fix the things that are going on? Just protecting the football. Um, got to protect the football. We can't win games if the turnover margin is favoring the other team. Um, defense has got to make more plays. 
how deflating for the defense was the, the pick six, the first one that kind of really shifted the momentum of the game? Just sudden change. Uh, didn't phase me at all. I, I went back out on that field and not as if it, as if nothing happened. You got you got to go next play. That's, that stuff's over. Next play. Fred, how much does it affect you not having Butch next to you? I mean that's I mean that's my brother. That's that's a leader on the team. That's a stout run uh, run stuffer, and he's very instinctive. So I mean it hurts. But like I said, you got to have a guy who's next man up, and we got to um, we got to make things happen with what we have. Even with all the mistakes, though, I mean, the defense made some plays for some field goals and, you know, at least kept the team in the game until the fourth quarter. Yeah, and like I said, we, we obviously got to do better this, this week of, uh, of practice and, and uh, create more opportunities for our offense. What was it like in the locker room? Just I mean, hard again, I'm sure. I mean, it sucks. You know, you, we, just lost, we just lost a game, so it sucks. Thanks, Fred. Thank Thanks. All right, that's BYU linebacker Fred Warner. He says the defense has got to make more plays. <laughs> defense did what it could tonight, folks. Uh, four sacks, nine tackles for loss, pick six, four pass breakups, block kick. They were active, and they kept Utah to a manageable number on offense. The offense, BYU offense, put Utah State's offense in far too many advantageous positions, and as a result, BYU minus a big number in average starting field position yet again. Fred did his part. Defense did their part. Offense has not been pulling its weight, and they've had their struggles, not the least of which is at quarterback where you're down to a fourth string. You don't want to be fourth string in game five, and that's where BYU's been. And really, string four is not – he's kind of a quarterback in Austin defenses. They, yeah. The next guy really is probably a guy like Critchlow, who they're probably trying to redshirt. So the three they needed – or the three they prepared to play were Mangum, Hodge, and Detmer. And uh, Coy – uh, was largely ineffective tonight and left BYU looking for answers that did not uh, were not provided tonight as the Aggies win it by a score of 40-24. to 24. And, you know, Greg, you started at the, the beginning of this game talking about the depth and the situation that uh, BYU's in in many different positions related to the depth. And, and quarterback was one where it was kind of sketchy, I felt, uh, going into this, this season. Uh, you felt pretty good about Tanner being able to stay with it. I, I really liked uh, the way that... Uh, Bo Hodges built him up. He, you know, he's gotten strong. He worked hard in the weight room. He's uh, strong enough to be able to go out there and take those hits. And uh, But you just don't have that kind of depth that you're accustomed to when uh, when you're a BYU football team that you have another quarterback that you can throw in there and do really well, like in the days when uh, McMahon would get hurt and Steve Young went in. <laughs> the Cougar Countdown Show will continue after this. As we uh, return to Logan, BYU tra- uh, falls to uh, Utah State by a score of 40-24 to 24 tonight here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned in to BYU football. In the end zone, it is the new skin BYU Sports Network. Cougar Locker Room Show continues down to the BYU Locker Room area. Bo Tanner, cut touchdown reception tonight, meeting with the press. I think he's a great player. He works um, just as hard as anyone I know on the team, and um, he's a phenomenal player. And so all the guys love him, all the guys trust him. And um, like you said, he, I'm sure he would have liked to do better. We all would have liked to do a lot better. Um, that's not acceptable with us, and um, we need to do better, and we need to win these games. 
Okay, thank you, Bo. Thanks. Well, that's uh, a short snippet there from Bo Tanner as we caught the tail end of it. Uh, Bo did have his first career touchdown as a Cougar tonight. It was a 40-yard uh, th- touchdown catch, one that was initially called out of bounds and then given to BYU touchdown on review. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show. Utah State is a winner, 40-24 to over BYU. Back to another break. We return with more post-game interviews after this on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Utah State 40 and BYU 24 is our final score. BYU uh, in in outgaining Utah uh, yardage uh, was outscored in large part to the turnover margin that was uh, somewhat uh, insurmountable minus six tonight. Uh, we're heading down to the Cougar locker room area and lineman Austin Hoyt is with us for a few moments. Austin, tough night to have to break it down for us, but we appreciate you taking a minute or two. What would your reflections be after uh, seeing what went, went down uh, out there tonight? Oh, I think we had... A better game offensively than we have in previous weeks. I thought our run game was much improved, and I thought from that aspect, we definitely took a step forward in moving forward in the run game. The ball security situation has to be uh, frustrating to everyone with the program right now, and uh, you really didn't see it coming because BYU hadn't lost a fumble yet in the first four games. Yeah, no, I think that's something that um, came up in this game. Just we got to work on our ball security and. I know that will definitely be a focus this next week just as we go through getting ready for Boise State. I'm going to compliment you also on the run blocking tonight because uh, there were times that every play that you ran was a run play, and you moved the ball 50 yards, and you also, Utah State, had to, they started coming with the run blitz. Uh, tell me, was, was, uh, how tough was that to deal with when you were trying to make that run game go? I think uh, at first, like, the run game was going well, then they started to make some adjustments. And so, like what you said, bringing the run blitz. And so we just made some in-game adjust- adjustments with Coach Empey, focused on a couple different blocking assignments to make sure we had all the right guys picked up, and that helped us a lot. Yeah. You don't expect uh, the quarterback situation to be what it is, just like you don't expect the fumble problem to pop up when it hadn't been one. But here you are down to a third and a fourth quarterback. And as offensive lineman, what can you do to make that guy's job easier when he is coming in uh, new to the experience? Well, I think uh, definitely a huge focus for us is just making sure we're run, running the ball, just to take some of the pressure off of him. And then in the pass pro, just giving him lots of time. I thought we did a pretty good job of that tonight, just making sure he had time to throw. But especially these next weeks going forward, those are the biggest things we can do is focus on the run game and also just make sure he's protected as well. Now, uh, you've played some really good opponents, and uh, they have probably some pretty good skilled people that you've been going against. Uh, How would you rate who you've faced so far as being the best, and how did Utah State match up to them? Uh, I know definitely a few weeks past we've played some great athletes on LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, all of those teams. I thought Utah State definitely just played hard. I mean, they're blue-collar guys that work hard and hustle around to the ball. So I thought tonight they, they played well and they did a good job. Austin, thanks You're for taking a minute or two You're with us. Man, uh, appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with us. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Austin Hoyt. And BYU falls to Utah State, 40-24, to our final score. More from the Cougs next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
BYU football is on the air. The ball's loose on a fumble, and the Cougars have recovered. This is the new skin BYU Sports Network. All right, so coming up next here from Maverick Stadium, BYU head coach Kalani Satake will join us one-on-one on the headset. You've listened to the Cougars and Coach Satake during our Cougar locker room show. Final score, Utah State 40 and BYU 24. Coach Satake is next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. He walks in for six. Touchdown, Cougars. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU led 21-7, and then things went the other way, and Utah State comes away with a 40-24 victory here at Maverick Stadium in Logan. Greg Grubel and Mark Lyons upstairs, the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake, joining us now outside the Cougar locker room. Uh, coach Satake, uh, uh, you know, you kind of said it, and it's pretty kind of a football fact. Tough to win a game at uh, minus six in the margin tonight, turnover-wise, and, and that was what faced you. Yeah, just a disappointing um you know, just way too many mistakes, and, and that uh, you can't, we couldn't overcome it. And, and uh, despite all the mistakes, our defense kept playing and gave us a chance to, you know, find a way to get some points on. And it's <clears throat> just, just frustrating. And I'm uh, very disappointed at the loss, and very disappointed that uh, we weren't more competitive, especially at the beginning. You know, and um, yeah, just. <laughs> We can hear your voice, Coach, and, uh, and 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 much of what's gone on is is in the hard luck uh, part of things. You've had a lot of guys go down, guys you're really counting on, and it happened again tonight. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> so that that's an easy excuse, but uh, that's not how that guys getting hurt isn't how we um, started turning the ball over. It was bad decisions, and you know that that's from all over the place, and, and the coaches and. and um, staff i mean that's uh, and, and players all together but uh, when it all comes down to it, it's my fault and i was, thought the guys played extremely hard and gave great great effort but um <clears throat> you know we pride ourselves I, I don't know how many fumbles we lost up until this moment but zero t- so, yeah, tonight yeah and, and our whole focus entire the entire um fall camp and all spring ball was ball security and very disappointing that um they came down to our guys you know, fumbling the ball. Whether I, I can't remember who did it, but then the, the turnovers—we just couldn't overcome them. I mean, we, we couldn't. I thought our defense was good enough, even with a 21-7 lead, and we throw the pick six that we had a chance to still compete defensively. I thought they were good up front. I like the way our, we matched up against them with our D line and no line. Unfortunately, uh, we weren't able to make enough plays, and that's uh, very disappointing. And, and just just hate the the scenarios where you're trying to find a way to. You know, make yourself feel better, but we have to bounce back from this. I mean, I obviously I'm very upset and very disappointed in the game, and but the the only way to, to answer back from this is to get to work. And I'm really, uh, I'm, I just can't wait to get this interview over with so I can go to work right now. <laughs> um, nothing against you, Greg. I love you, but you know, this is uh, we we have some things we need to fix, and and, and I'll never blame it on. Um, injuries or bad luck or anything like that. We had other things that, but that wasn't the reason why guys fumbled the ball or we made poor decisions in throwing the ball. It was just, you know, it's just unfortunate that our defense, I thought, played well, you know, and, and um, gosh, I, I don't, I don't know all the stats, but I'll, I'll look at it and evaluate the film and, um, golly, just. Yeah, <clears throat> wish we had this one again, but you know that's not how it works. Got to move on to the next one. Even uh, with the challenges that you were facing out there, all the way through the third quarter, you're still six points down. You you need one play, you know, just something to happen that's going to 
put you back in the on top and uh, you came close a couple times uh, with a runner breaking free but uh, I thought that was pretty impressive that with all of the troubles that you were facing and still down six all the way through the third quarter yeah and I, 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 I basically give a lot of credit to our defense for playing hard but you know there's a lot of I mean I, th- I think a lot is can be said about the turnovers but it's other things too it's 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 uh it's um, um penalties at the wrong moment right. you know and yep. uh that kill drives and there's pen- penalties at the I mean in the red zone that took us a holding call that that negated a touchdown and um just there's so many things to cover and it all falls on me as a head coach extremely disappointed about that so Kalani will take a break and come back and get your closing comments right after this uh, Utah State 40 and BYU 24 is our final score Greg and Mark with the coach we're back right after this on the new skin BYU Sports Network Utah State 40, BYU 24, our final score. The Cougars fall to 1-4 and four on the year. The Ags are now 3-2. and two. Coach Kalani Satake with us for a moment or two more from the Cougar locker room area. And, Coach, I know you said that the injuries can be used as, as an excuse. But, man, it's a shame that Bo went out when he did because I felt like he had gotten into a bit of a rhythm, even despite the pick six, which was kind of fluky. We were calling touchdowns. There was a good feeling and a good vibe. And then to have him go down, uh, it was really a blow, I thought. Yeah, and, and we felt really good with him in practice and, uh, you know, everything that we saw, the positive parts of him running the ball, being able to spread it out and throw it um, with the different looks that, that Utah State was giving. I felt like he was in a, in a zone and really unfortunate that he got hurt, but, you know, we expect Coy to come in and, and, and uh, pick up where he left off, and it didn't it didn't go that way. And, you know, we tried with uh, Austin Kofensis to, you know, that's part of our package. We have package for him, and, and uh, I think... I think he fumbled it, and so it's just like, um, you know, we just really couldn't get any momentum going. And um, I, I'd like to see where we get in a position where guys can fill in after someone gets hurt and just pick up where we left off, you know. And then, uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. And that's, like I said, that's on us coaches. We have to prepare our guys and get them ready to play. And, um, you know, even if it's the third, fourth string, that's just that's the game of football. But, you know, we had a good number of guys that went down, and, and that's just... That's what happens. I thought Kujay came in and, and Adam Pulsor came in and, and did a good job at middle linebacker, filling in for Butch when he got Grant hurt. Jones. And, yeah, that's and Grant Jones did some good things, and you saw, um, you know, just a, a number of guys that stepped up. It's just we need everyone to step up and do it, and, and uh, yeah, just. Uh, Let me throw one more at you, Cyrus Tonga. Boy, he's doing a good job up front. Yeah, we and we have a lot of. I mean, there's a, there's some positives. There's just more negatives. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and. Uh, and that's why we lost, you know. Well, and, and even though guys are still fighting, the, the score, you know, was yeah. even though they scored, we still had there's still two 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 score game, you know. Yeah. And but we still just couldn't get the ball mo- moving on the offensive side. Couldn't get first downs enough. And yeah, too ma- too many mistakes. You're right, coach. But you did do uh, much better. Twenty first downs. That was good. Two hundred and ten yards rushing. You know, uh, so you did rely and completely on the rush probably because you didn't want to have another throw right but uh, it certainly is an improvement the line did a better job making some openings so there was some improvement in seeing what was going on in the run game yeah and just uh, you know thought the o-line played well and then we were able to move the line of scrimmage and uh, just 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 couldn't get things going and yeah. way too many issues and it's a, I'm a broken record right now. Yeah, so the frustration the same thing over part and over of it. again, and I, 
I apologize. I don't know what else other insight to give you then. I just want to get to work and fix it. And it, it just is making me sick that we have to sit through this and um, not not the show, but just the uh, <laughs> just the um, the feeling, you know, of, of uh, really never getting our, our stuff clicking and uh, not not being able to get this 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 season going the way I want it to and the way we as a team want it to go. And so, got to fix it now. And, and and it's it's running out of time. So now we're sitting at one and four and almost midway. Got, got to get it fixed <clears throat> well the next chance the coach comes with uh, boise state at your place next friday night it's a tough team in the region tough team against byu and a lot of other squads and uh, and th- again things don't get easier it, it remains a challenge for you and that's the challenge you face next about uh, getting up to have boise at your place next week yeah i'm looking forward to the next one and i'm glad it you know we don't have to sit on this for another uh, you know yeah. for another bye but um they Boise's coming off a bye with their game against Virginia, and there's a lot of things that we think that we can do well, and we'll have to look at the status of some of the guys and see who can practice, who can go, and, and then just move on from there and, and, and once again find rhythm and find momentum that we can generate on offense, uh, defense, and special teams and then make sure all 11 guys are doing their jobs on the field. And When we do that, we'll have a better chance of winning. Last thing, Kalani, is it too early to even speculate at, at where you might go with quarterback uh, next week against Boise? Um, well, you know, I think t- we'll have to see what happens with Tanner. And then, um, you know, uh, he, he's really anxious, wants to play this game for obvious reasons. And then, you know, we'll, we'll have to look at, at, at getting Joe Critchlow out of redshirt mode and get him ready to play and and, um, and then go from there. But that's, um, you know, there's only so many so many, so many snaps to practice. Yeah. And we could have put, put Joe in there, but uh, just felt like it was unfair to him not not knowing the entire package, not really being able to have all those snaps and those those uh, practice snaps, and so um, just back to square one. Let's go to work and make it fix and make it make work at fixing it and then get a better chance. We're at home, you know, so it's good to be home and and, and uh, try to find a win. So if you think you might need Joe, there's a chance you give him a week of work to get him ready. Yeah, I think that's what we're at to go to. You know, we're gonna have to go. Th- I mean, he, he he's a capable receiver, uh, quarterback. It's just you. We have a lot of guys that um, a year from a year from now, a year ago, they were all serving missions, and you, you hate yeah. putting guys out there. Yeah. And you, you know, there's, there's still a lot of them not. I mean, Kyrus Tonga is not in great shape, and neither is Ula, and I think that's just part of being a return missionary. But uh, you know, we have to go to it, and we have to be smart with our guys, and that's just the way it works. You know, for for what we're trying to accomplish this season and trying to get a win. Kalani, we have to let you go. All the best, and we'll see you next week. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, and right. love you, BYU. Thank you for all your support. All right, thank, thank you. Kalani Sitake, the head coach of the Cougars, your coach of the Cougs. And that is our Cougar post-game coaches show. BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now is coming up next. And you can join us uh, by giving us a tweet using the uh, hashtag BYUCNN. That's BYU Cougar Nation Now, hashtag BYUCNN. Or you can uh, drop us an email using uh, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. Cougar Nation Now, two ends between the nation and the now. Cougar Nation Now at BYU.edu. We'll take a look at what you have to say and see where it leads our discussion as Nate Mickle rejoins us up here in the press box. We'll also be hearing from Matt Wells, the head coach of Utah State, when we come back and begin the BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now portion of our broadcast. So that is next. Utah State 40 and BYU 24, our final score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
You're tuned to BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu or tweet your questions at Greg Rubel using the hashtag BYUCNN. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU falls to 1-4 and four for the first time in seven years. Seven years ago, here in Logan, Utah State beat BYU to drop the Cougars to 1-4. and four. BYU did bounce back, make it to a bowl game, win a bowl game to finish 7-6 and six that year. Let's now hear from the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Matt Wells, as we begin the BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now program. It is brought to you by BYU Creamery and BYU Dining Services. And we're glad to bring this portion of the program to you, sponsored by BYU Creamery. The classic BYU tradition, have a scoop today. Intern Tanner Wilkinson got these comments from Coach Wells as he met the media a short time ago here in Logan. His Aggies beat BYU by a score of 40-24. to 24. Win, team win. I'm happy for that locker room. That's a long time coming. Um, tremendous uh, win. I know how much it means to our fans. I know how much it means to our alumni. Um, and it is a big win. It's a rivalry win. And... Um, it's, uh, it's a great feeling um, for a lot of Aggies out there on that field. So really, really happy um, with those guys. A lot of great individual plays. Um, first of all, a tremendous job by our defense and turnovers. We talked about it all week. Um, you know, four out of the last five years in this rivalry, the team that's won the turnover margins won the game every year. But the last five years, except last year, it was even. Um, and, um, you know, I, what was worried a little bit there, uh, we didn't capitalize on the first two we got in the second half and only came away with three points, if I'm not mistaken. Ball, uh, two balls past the 50, and we couldn't do that. Uh, couldn't do any more than that. That was a little frustrating early in the second half, but um, I thought we did a good job of uh, um, continuing to come back and and just uh, search, search for balls. Um, Hound, uh, our DBs, I thought played really well, and um, big, big win. Big win. Go ahead and uh, open it up. Any questions? Matt, um, you know, turnovers was one of the big storylines around play. So the big thing that really stood out to me is your team showed some resolve down 14 points. How gratifying and important was that for this program moving forward? Um, I think we took a little bit of a step in growing up. We got so many youthful, youthful players, I mean, we um, that are playing for the first time. And um, learning to play together, and learning to prepare, and learning to come, overcome uh, adversity, and you know it, it happened like you mentioned, whether the score and turnover early, and um, I think that's a step in the right direction. Um, but we got to continue to to grow up as a team, and um, man, that's that is a satisfying thing as a coach to see them overcome that. Coach, there was a ton of energy there tonight. Did you notice that? Even when things weren't going hard, there was a yeah. ton of energy. Great, great energy. Um, enthusiastic crowd. I thought our student section um, was off the chain. They were loud. They were into it. Our sidelines was into it. Um, yeah, there was uh, – when you do that, it gives you – that's a home field advantage. That's um, – you know, I think it's the best in the Mountain West Conference. And um, – that will help a team when you're not playing well or you have something go wrong. It'll help kind of re-energize you a little bit. And uh, I thought our crowd was awesome tonight. Right, does it seem that you would like an inordinate number of crazy things happen Good. in this rivalry? Yeah, in the rivalry? 
Yeah, and um, you know, yeah. What were you referencing? Quarterback a little bit. Yeah, and we've had some quarterback injuries. And um, Kurt, I don't. It's a uh, it's a unique rivalry, um, and there are crazy things that happen. Um, it's the ebb and the flow of it, and um, I've been on that. I've been on the other end of a quarterback injury in this series, um, and um, you know those things are tough. And you know it's uh, injuries are part of the game, um, and I know that's hard. But um, yeah, I, I'm trying to reminisce and think about some other ones. I'm a little bit at a loss for words right now. Sorry, I don't have a great punchline for you there. Matt, basically this game is huge. Uh, you know, I guess. The turnovers were huge in the, in the big plays, yeah. even though you got basically outgained by BYU. Um, does that just show how important those categories are mm-hmm. for stats, yeah. or is it some way you can kind of improve? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think when you look at those and you look at the yards and the stats, you're, you lost by, you know, 100, whatever, and that's not one of our big stats one of it's you know we, we turn the ball over once Isaac and we don't want to have any turnovers but it's a huge thing in the turnover margin this week you know I'll take the win um, I'll take you know pick sixes it's just a part of the game you know we've, we've certainly gotten beat by it in the past and we've had you know either good offense or you've played good enough on defense it's just satisfying to have a team win and um, see a lot of happy faces you know what I like seeing is I like seeing receivers that block their tail off and only caught one ball celebrate like they caught seven or eight. And um, those guys like each other and um, down there. And, I mean, just a genuine feeling down there. And that's part of the culture that you hope you, you, you're kind of creating is guys feed off each other. And I thought, you know, guys fed um, off the defense. I wish we'd have. You know, scored a little bit more. I wish we did. You know, scored some touchdowns, but um, we did what we needed to do in in all three phases. That's a Matt Wells, the head coach of Utah State. He mentions the one turnover they had. It was a pick six. It came in the first quarter with nine eighteen to go. After that, INT zero turnovers the rest of the way for Utah State. So they fixed their problem, and they did not lose another uh, take another giveaway the rest of the game. BYU's first five possessions. Three touchdowns and two punts. Yeah. No turnovers. And then in the final 13 possessions, seven turnovers and three turnovers on downs. Yeah, man. Just two punts. Just two punts the rest of the way. So after those three touchdowns, BYU punts two more times. That would normally be a good thing, except everything else was negative. Seven touchdowns and three turnovers on downs. So 10 drives that end with you uh, giving the other team the ball in a place you don't want them to get it. Yeah, and they BYU moved the ball better, you know, in between a little bit. They yeah. got drives out to the 50, and and uh, then everything falls apart. And Kalani was right. There are two penalties that just killed drive. When you, when you have to, you know, you're having trouble making 10 yards for the first down anyway, you just can't make it first and 18 or 15 or second and 12 uh, you got to be able to uh, stay on track with your with what you're doing in a game you lose by 16 you're never going to look at uh, one play on a third and one especially when all the things that happened later came after it like a quarterback getting injured and all those kinds of things but uh, man alive BYU even after the pick six was driving up 21 to 14 had a third and one at the Utah State 32 
and they had been gaining big chunks of yards with Ula, and instead they false start, back them to third and six, loss on the play, punt, Utah State comes down, gives it back to BYU, then it's a fumble by Tolutau, and uh, Utah State was back in business. It was it was that that one play, and, and again, it's kind of silly to bring up because yeah. Hodge got hurt after, and that really that as much as anything, I, I really think as much it. as anything that changed the game tonight. Uh, Bo Hodge at quarterback was the answer for this game, and he had been productive. If he slides instead of going head first, he maybe stays in the game, and, and who knows what happens there. But uh, more than anything else, turnovers and penalties. I think Bo Hodge leaving the game changes the game in a way that ultimately b- did BYU in tonight. Yeah, had a, they just and you know. Coy Detmer just doesn't get all the reps that he needs to have, and but he's he knows the offense. He's a sharp kid. He's a good football mind, and usually, I, I just think it was he got rattled when he throws an interception, and all of a sudden everything, you know, kind of closes in on you, and it, it was tough. Uh, this is BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. Hashtag BYUCNN if you want to reach out to us on Twitter and uh, give us a discussion point. Hashtag BYUCNN. You can also just tweet me directly at Greg Rubel, and we'll see what we get. You can email. Email us, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. Kyle Day emails in. Some talk of pulling Joe Critchlow out of his red shirt to play quarterback. And the talk comes from Kalani Zitake. Yeah. He told us in the postgame that there's a chance that they'll pull the red shirt and give Joe reps this week to get ready to play, depending on who's able to go next week. Because if Hodge can't go and Mangum's not ready, I'm not sure they say they're ready to go into a game with just Coy Detmer and Austin Confensis. Yeah. And so then you got to pull somebody out. And his question was, is there a reason they're not considering Cody Wilstead? He had a decent spring and has been home from his mission longer. And I, kind of an either-or situation. I think they traveled uh, and uniformed Critchlow but not Wilstead tonight. And it could be a sixes thing. But either way, both, guy was go- both guys were going to redshirt. Um, I'm not sure what the coaches see or don't see. But uh, I think both would have been in the same boat in that neither was to play this year. So whether it's Critchlow or Wilstead, it's going to be an emergency last gasp scenario regardless. So I'm not sure that it makes a big, big difference as to who they go to. Ultimately, they're trying to get Mangum back and on the field. And whenever that happens, whoever's playing will likely uh, take a back seat. At least you could presume that. We'll take a break. We'll well, go, Mark, I was sorry. just going to say, Wilstead uh, did a nice job in fall ball in those uh, couple scrimmages that he was able to play in. I thought that uh, he stood tall, threw the ball well, and so... Uh, you know, I think he is potentially going to be a good player down the line. Whether he has enough uh, opportunity to learn everything he needs to in this short week, uh, it's hard to tell. BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now is on the air. Utah State 40 and BYU 24 is our final score. You can reach us at hashtag BYUCNN or at Greg Rubel or give us an email, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. Back with more from Logan after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Utah State 40 and BYU 24, our final score. Uh, we all have pet stats, and it could be that I have more than most. I, in fact, I could open an animal shelter with all the pet stats I have. But uh, one of them is uh, average starting field position because it encompasses so many different things. Offense, defense, special teams, and turnovers. They all really yeah. factor into where you start your drives, and where you start your drives has a lot to say about where you end them. And so I really look to average starting field position as kind of a catch-all. And I've never seen BYU in this kind of a field position rut. These are the last four. Now, keep in mind, if you have just an average, if you have an advantage of just one yard over the opponent, you give yourself about a 75% chance of winning the game. If you have a, a, a five-yard advantage in average starting field position, the number's now in the 80s. And when you get to 10, now you're up in the 90s. And if you're at 15, you're not going to lose. 
if you're the team with the edge of 15 yards. These are BYU's average starting field position margins in the last four games. Keep in mind, they beat Portland State on plus 18. Mm-hmm. They weren't great against Portland State. The reason they won was plus 18, plus 18. in average starting field position. LSU, minus 15. Utah, the game they were most in, if you want to say they had a chance to win late, they were minus 8. Wisconsin, minus 17. Utah State, minus 16. So you're averaging about minus 12 to 15 yards per game in negative average starting field position. Those are almost insurmountable numbers, and not surprisingly, BYU's 0-4 in those four games. And again, a lot of things are wrapped up in those numbers, and we saw how that was the case tonight. So that's got to that's change. That's got to fix. It's not just a punter who punts. Yep. That's not field position. It's so many different things. And every one of the factors that contribute contributed negatively for yeah. BYU tonight. So let's just point out a couple special teams. You hold on a nice kickoff return, and it takes you back to the five-yard line instead of being out there at the 32. You decide to come out five yards deep a couple times and never get back to the 25. Now you're minus where you should be that way. Yeah, another so one. Those uh, those kind of situations create a problem for you. Pick sixes are automatically the worst field position you can give yourself. So on on turnovers that go to the end zone. Punt hey, return, punt return, punt return. Right now is averaging negative yardage. Still. BYU is still in minus yardage for the season for the season on punt returns. Yeah. Just uh, I'm I'm so impressed that you're into that. Uh, I already knew it, but so you have a goal that you always want to make your opponent go at least 65 yards. Because uh, so you don't ever want to turn the ball over to them outside of the 35, and uh, when because the statistics show that drives of over 65 yards are reduce the probability of them getting a touchdown, and so you kind of set it up that uh, you don't ever want to give up the football outside of the 35. BYU's chances of winning. Basically, since 2005 to now, and I really began tracking this, are about twice as good when you are just plus by one. If you just have the advantage of any kind. So when BYU's plus in average starting field position, their win rate is around 87%. And when they are minus, it's less than half of that. Wow. And it's just one thing, but it, again, so many things contribute to it. And BYU's really in a bad place right now, a bad rut uh, in that particular category. And it all showed up uh, tonight. Uh, Nate Mickle is uh, back with us here. Uh, Nate has rejoined us after leaving the Cougar locker room area. And um, Kalani's hope pregame was that BYU would be energized and ready to roll. And he, he alluded to, I asked about that little pregame dust-up, and he alluded to it saying, you know, maybe it was good for right. us to kind of get shaken up and, and kind of get woken up a little bit. And he says, you know, maybe they awoke the beast and we can, my hope is that happens tonight. Right. And, and his hope, you could say, was justified through 21-7 to the lead. BYU the had been inspired in getting out to a 21-7 lead. Bohaj gets hurt and everything kind of goes the other way. So uh, there was a time when BYU felt like BYU again. Yeah. And, and whether, it was fun. It's, whether it's in the booth, on the field, you saw it, we felt it. BYU was scoring touchdowns yeah. and, and had a nice lead and felt like, okay, they've got something you can work with right now. And a lot of things happened to take it the other way. We've already discussed them ad nauseum tonight. But uh, Kalani's hopes, I thought, were realized uh, until Bo went out and the ball security became a huge issue for BYU. And it had not been. Let's remind people, BYU had lost zero fumbles this season until tonight when they lost three. And uh, Detmer, it seems that when he went uh, down the middle, just couldn't find his guy. And BYU got scared away from the throw, which you never think is going to happen at BYU. And it did. So there was a time when it felt right. And then it went wrong, wrong, wrong in a lot of different ways. You know, one of the reasons why it's uh, frustrating tonight, um, 
as, as I feel like the offense is is actually starting to get an identity, and and you you know they only scored twenty one points or twenty four points, and you say, oh, they don't have an identity. But here's the identity: you pound out some yards with Ula. He had one hundred and five tonight. So like Greg said, his first hundred yard game. Uh, you get Squally in as a change of pace back. Yep. We think Squally's really picked up the energy. He's doing a very good job when he's in there. Averaged about six yards a carry tonight yep. at 70 yards. So that's your strength right now. The offensive line is solid in the run game. So you've got a good run attack. And then you've got some receivers that can make some plays, albeit uh, <clears throat> specialized plays. So Jonah, you know you can get Jonah behind the defense a couple times a game. You know you can get Micah Simon across the middle, come up with a big third down. Shumway has been reliable. He's good for a few catches every game. You know you can hit Bushman as a tight end across the middle. And Bo Tanner got behind the defense tonight. And the guy that I really think is a good player is Neil Pau. Had three first downs tonight. Did something tonight that uh, we've really not seen yeah. a receiver do all year, which was catch the ball, make two guys miss, and just get the first yeah. down. Yeah, and carry the ball. And high stepping, looking pretty tough. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, Neil's first catch, he made two guys miss and scored a touchdown. So you don't have... Uh, 60 reception in a year guy on the team, but you've got enough guys that if the quarterback can get them the ball with a strong run game, you can score some points. Hopefully next week, in the coming weeks, BYU can further refine this uh, identity and, and figure things out at quarterback. I agree. The offense uh, moved the ball and uh, uh, didn't finish drives completely, but 21st downs is a great improvement for them. Utah State had doubled BYU in first downs coming into tonight. BYU came in with 43 on the year. <laughs> 43. And they had 20 tonight. Yeah. Utah started at 86 on the year, and they were held under BYU in that category tonight. Again, there were just enough good things that led you to believe that there were things you could work with, but you do not survive seven, seven. takeaways. You so, do not survive minus six in the margin. It just doesn't happen. I know I've said this a couple times, but early in the game when uh, Ula was just pounding out there and continuing to run and run and run and pile all moves, and yeah. I was so impressed that he was able to carry that load, but it was actually Utah State's strategy. He's working against him. Right. At one yeah, point. to yeah. hold him up and everybody tugging and fighting for the football when a new guy came in, and they were willing to give up the extra three or four yards with the anticipation, we're going to get a turnover out of this. I'm not going to be dissuaded from my belief that BYU would have stayed in the game and had a great chance to win the game if Bo Hodge doesn't go out. Yeah, uh, clearly, by so. what we saw after, we realized he was the guy that had to stay healthy tonight. And now you worry. Uh, uh, as to what is next, if it's the first one he's had this year or not, to what is the recovery and protocol like for him. And, um, you know, time time will tell, but I know that Kalani was already leaning toward, and he used the the phrase, take the red shirt off of Joe Critchlow to yeah. at least get him ready to go because well, there, there's so much uncertainty right now. Yeah. Tanner's still hurt. Coy was ineffective. Bo is now hurt, and you're down. And Kefensis is a package guy and hasn't been a quarterback true full-time for weeks. And so, yeah, if you want to, if, if you want to get turn the season around and have a shot at a bowl game, you may have to do something like that. So it's it's an amazing and, and, and compelling situation that faces Coach Sataki and the team uh, moving forward. Also, I'll say this: I'll uh, I'll defend Coy a little bit here. Uh, first of all, I love the body language. I love the energy he always, brings. Always, <laughs> and we, we we talked him up when he when he came right. in. You're going to get a certain thing from him. He's not prototypical in size, but knowledge he has ambition he has, energy, and throwing his whole body into every throw he's got. You just wish you would have been a little more accurate tonight because the other things that you want a quarterback to have are kind of innate for him. And here's the thing. So his his first interception, threw it down the middle. Dallin made a nice break on the ball, but it's still, that that's Coy's fault. Late, you know, threw yeah. it down the middle. 
that situation, you can't make that mistake. I still think the second interception is not his fault. Yeah. Receiver runs a 10-yard curl, floats out. Coy throws it inside right at the defender because the receiver floated out. Third interception, late in the game. You're just trying to make stuff happen. I mean, it's a bad throw. Uh, so the optimistic person says, okay, next week he's got a full week to prepare. He's going to be more conservative. He's going to take more calculated risks, won't be playing from behind. Maybe they can really establish a run game and, and manage a game, manage a win, you know, 17, 14 points, 17 points, play some good D. That's the optimistic version for next week if Corey's your quarterback. If Corey's your guy, we'll see if he is. There's a lot well, of questions that Kalani will have to answer during the week, and a lot of them are health-related. With Tanner in a boot tonight, I'm not sure if it's realistic <laughs> to expect him to start next week. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Can as you, Kalani said. Can you put Nikes over a boot? <laughs> Kalani said, or was it Kalani or someone else that said it's obvious that uh, Tanner wants to be out there. Yeah. It's his home state team and everything else. Uh, Stephen Boyle uh, dropping us a note at Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu. Wanted to talk about the offensive line, your thoughts on the offensive line, where it stands. And he noted that uh, three and four-man rushes have been getting pressure on the quarterback, but I will note that tonight BYU did not allow a sack and only three tackles for loss by Utah State. I I thought the O-line performed as well as you'd like it to perform against Utah State. I thought it was a more fair matchup for BYU, and I didn't think they did poorly at all. Uh, BYU had four sacks of Myers with nine tackles for loss. Utah State, zero sacks. And three tackles for loss. I thought BYU in the trenches did what needed to be done. The the troubles were not there. The turnover troubles were not found in the trenches tonight. They were found elsewhere. And it wasn't about pressure on the quarterback. It wasn't that I I thought that BYU did as well as I thought they would do on both sides of the line this evening. Stephen also adds, to please call Nate an academic All-American. It always makes for a good smile. And we are up here with former Cougar receiver, return man, and that Academic All-American, <laughs> Nate Mickle. Mark, you, Keith Mark, Jackson. That was a something. Keith Jackson oh, line right here. Talk about Nate Mickle. Okay, go ahead. What do you have? I forgot. No, <laughs> no, Utah State came with a very similar blitz package that Utah was very successful with. And the thing that I thought was so good tonight is BYU picked it up really well. I don't know if anybody saw that the back on the offside from the stunt coming was able to step across in front of the quarterback and pick that guy up solidly and keep him out of his face. And so there were quite a few times today that uh, BYU uh, had the right calls on and uh, were well instructed, and they had the right pickups for those different delay stunts, which Utah State is quite aggressive. Agreed. And and if you rush for 238 yards, minus 28 in losses, so 210 net, you did a good job up front. Again, the, the problems were elsewhere, and they were big problems, but it's a quarterback getting his bell rung, we presume. I can't say that for sure. So forgive the presumption. It's a quarterback getting knocked out who was effective for you, and it's way too many turnovers that don't allow you the chance to win. The thing about Bo, too, I mean, how many times did he lay on the ground a little bit? Yeah. And, and you know, his, whether it's his shoulder, his leg, I don't know, but there were like three times even before that. He was very casual slow to get up a few up. times. Yeah. Again, early in the game, you felt this was a game the Cougars were going to get right, and then things went wrong, and yeah. a lot of it was injury-related, and the turnover troubles just compounded the misery. Chris Butters, before the break, says uh, um, he said he said he said actually he, he just commended the broadcast which is nice he says I got more and more frustrated with the way the game was going I went outside to prune my bamboo while listening to try and get a little zen going thanks for enabling me to garden and listen to BYU football so we we eased his pain by taking him away from the TV into the garden to prune the bamboo 
and letting us be along with us. So however we get you by, we're glad we do that for you. All right, uh, we'll break. We'll come back and uh, talk some more Utah State 40 and BYU 24 as we continue with the BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now program. If you want to reach out to us using the hashtag BYUCNN, why don't you do that? Hashtag BYUCNN. BYU falls to Utah State by 16, falling to 1-4 and four on the year. When was the last time BYU was 1-4? and four? Seven years ago, after losing to Utah State in Logan. So it's happened again, and four losses in a row has happened for the third time in the last eight seasons. A few years ago, BYU opened up 4-0. Remember that? Then Taysom Hill gets hurt against who? Utah State. Utah State. And then they lost four in a row, uh, bounced back to make it to a bowl game. Uh, That was the Christian Stewart season. I will always hold Christian Stewart in such high and fond regard for what he did that year on a really strange year. BYU opens up 4-0. In the fifth game, Taysom Hill gets knocked out against uh, Utah State. Christian Stewart comes in. They lose four in a row with some tough ones, including a crazy non-call of a pass interference at Central oh, Florida. Oh, yeah. Sheesh. Uh, and, and there they are, four and four. And he gets them into the bowl game by winning four in a row at the end. That crazy loss to Memphis at the end of the but year. First, but, talk uh, about Berkeley. Berkeley was just a fun game. Remember the Cal game? The, Cal game. the Jordan Leslie oh, absolutely. touchdown yeah. reception. To, to, to end the regular season. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what Christian Stewart did that year in really tough circumstances was fun to watch, and I think he's one of my favorites for that reason. Kind of out of nowhere, wasn't he? Like nobody thought much about him, and all of a sudden he was doing well, great Well, I mean, I went to Snow like, College, so I thought something of him. Oh, uh, yeah, there, you but, had the inside <laughs> track. I liked him. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to be a player. I know we're going to take too long here before we get to this break, but uh, I liked how uh, – he threw passes for Utah receivers who were on pro day. He went up and threw passes because he was a guy that was available and wanted to be seen. And at the same time, they didn't have anybody to throw up there, and he did it for him. What a guy. He's a prototypical good guy. Uh, receivers tonight. A question came in from Preston about wide receiver screens, why they may not have been used, uh, about getting fast receivers in space. I just want to uh, let uh, Preston know how things were targeted tonight. Uh, Neil Pau had four catches for 26. Matt Bushman, two catches for 23. Uh, Talon Shumway, two for 18. Bo, the one for 40 in the score. Tournament, one catch for 39. And that was a nice, that was a really beautiful throw that Coy Detmer made down the sideline in stride perfectly. And uh, put BYU in a first and goal situation or close to it. I think they were. And then uh, uh, Tolu Tau rushing penalty gets a take a rushing touchdown gets taken away by a penalty. El Bakri one catch for 26, and that was the score. And Micah Simon one for 14. So the really fast guys and/or the playmaker guys are Tanner Trinaman and Simon, and they each had one reception tonight. As BYU completed only 12 passes on the evening. All right, more Cougar Nation now is coming up. Hashtag BYUCNN. On Twitter, this is our last break or second to last break? Second to last break. So we'll come back uh, with more from Maverick Stadium here in Logan and then get you our inside scoop trivia before we end the night for some uh, BYU Creamery ice cream. That's still ahead. Utah State 40 and BYU 24, our final score on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Utah State 40 and BYU 24 is tonight's final score. Uh, We've called hundreds of games together, and this game had a character and a quality to it all its own, where things were going relatively so well, then to go suddenly and irreversibly so badly for the rest of the game. The closest thing could be the Utah Bowl game, but in reverse. 
things went We're, so bad. Right. Yeah. And then they figured it out. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everything was going to go well enough that you're going to pull this thing out. And tonight, they figured it out. And then everything went south. Yeah. And again, there's a lot of reasons for it. But I maintain that uh, a healthy Bo Hodge uh, gives you a really uh, different looking BYU team for the final three quarters. And that wasn't the case. And uh, yeah, you want to have everybody be ready and be the next guy up to be as good as the previous guy. And that's not the way athletics works. And it didn't work that way tonight. And who knows how it'll work next week against Boise State. And you're on the road to Mississippi State. Um, these are crossroads games, and, and you never like to forecast what might be. But BYU might be in a situation that they haven't been in 13 years. Yeah. And that is struggling to make a bowl game. Uh, you take for granted these runs of 8, 9, and 10 wins and being in a bowl game every year. And everyone says, ah, making a bowl game is no big. Everyone goes to bowl games. No, no, no. Only the best programs go to bowl games for 12 years in a row. And BYU is among those programs. So consistency has been there for BYU. And uh, you can argue that, well, they haven't had the special season. If you're doing enough to be in 12 straight bowl games, you're a quality football program and then some. And unless things turn around in a hurry, that uh, possibility of a 13 straight bowl uh, gets awful tenuous. And so the turnaround has to come very soon yeah. with uh, now five of 13 games in the books and BYU at uh, one and four. Well, I'm not sure what more we can add uh, than has been added. Only that uh, Kalani Satake's closing comments every week are thank you to the fans. He loves you. He loves BYU. And it's making him sick what's going on right now. You can hear it in his voice. He's an energetic, uh, outgoing, and positive sort. Uh, but week by week, you can hear it wearing on him. Yeah, and, uh, under- understandably so. He's crushed. You know, uh, it, it hurt so bad that Wisconsin, because he was... He was crushed that they just didn't play up to the level that he expected them to perform. And and today has to be even more difficult because you had some things that were going to work. And, man, it's just that it was crazy to see a guy turn it a fumble and lose it and fumble and lose it. And then first down, fumble and lose it, interception. It was just crazy to and see. And come it. out of the locker room after having ended first the half so poorly play. and on the first play of the second half, fumble it again. It just didn't – it was a twilight zone feel akin to the Utah game you brought up in Las Vegas, although in reverse. And uh, Boise State is next. At Chaplain Schumann with this tweet, sell out the stadium next week. I'm not sure that that's going to happen, but that's his sentiment. He said at 1-4, and four, this is an opportunity for the fans to step in and pick the team up. That I fully uh, concur with and, and agree and know they need it. He says, go Cougars. I would be there, but I'm in Kuwait. And so he's got he's got a good reason to not be in the stadium, and uh, uh, bless you for your service. I, I presume you're military over there. I, I, make, I make that presumption. You may not be, but if you are, uh, thank you for your service. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a bounce-back opportunity against Boise State, and uh, the Cougars need all the support they can get right now. It's hard, and it's disappointing, and it's dispiriting. But uh, don't give up on these guys. Um, don't be the fan that turns his back or her back and says, uh, I'll be back when you're back to eight or nine or ten wins. Um, it's going to take a lot of effort to get to six or seven or eight wins this year, and it will be from a lot of people, including the fans. And when we do our Kalani show at uh, BYU TV on, on Tuesday night, I hope we have fans there. I hope fans decide to show Kalani that uh, uh, there are still people with the Cougars and that uh, these are tough times that can be overcome. Uh, BYU Great. will certainly work their hardest to get there next week. Help me feel better. 
Give away some ice cream. Let's give away some ice cream to, Ooh, make, it, to make it happen. That'll make right. me feel better to see somebody come out of here with some ice cream. There we go. <laughs> so it's BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now, brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. It's time for our Inside Scoop Trivia. Today's question can be answered either on Twitter, at Greg Rubel, or via the email, now at byu.edu, and you will win two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream if you can tell us the answer to this question. In 2010, the last time BYU was 1-4, I do. Yeah. which team did BYU beat to end the four-game losing skid? Oh. That is our question. The answer, the correct answer, the first correct answer, wins you two half gallons of famous BYU creamery ice cream, and Mark's phone is dead. Otherwise, otherwise, he was oh, man. He was I ready got, to tweet in. Oh, man. His phone died. I got no power. I got power. So last time BYU was 1-4, which team did BYU beat to snap the four-game losing streak? That is the question. The answer, the first correct answer, wins ice cream. We're back to give away the ice cream. Give us a winner and say so long after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, I applaud all those out there in Cougar Nation who have tweeted in and emailed in the correct answers uh, to our trivia question tonight. And, uh, and as much as I love certain people out there, and Natalie, you know who you are, and I really wish I could have given you the ice cream tonight, but somebody beat Natalie to the punch, among others who have sent in their correct answer. Denise Hales was first. Denise Hales, we applaud you. Denise Hales was the first to tell us that San Diego State was the team BYU beat in 2010 to end their four-game win streak. Now, Have we Mark, given ice cream to Denise before? I don't know, but either way, Denise. she wins. All right. Yeah, uh, and that was the answer, wasn't it? Oh, it was, San Diego State. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, that, I was just so, I, well, I've said it so many times. If anybody's listening, they'll say, you've said that so many times. But uh, they were good uh, that next week. They were, they were good on defense. Now, they won, but that wasn't the thing I was, I was impressed that they were good. So it, it is worth noting that... Bronco Mendenhall took over the defense. That is worth noting. So I think that was an important thing. And, um, and, and let's also note something else. Now, BYU at 1-4 and four, righted the ship for that week to get to 2-4, and four, but they made the bounce back. They lost the next week, and they got stomped the next week. By, by TCU. TCU, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, no one could be TCU. Okay, well, okay, but okay let's just say, <laughs> but you're 2-5. and five, All right? You're 2-5 and five at that point. Are you going to make it to a bowl game? And, and the answer for bing, BYU bing, bing. was yes. They won four in a row. They got themselves bowl eligible and won the bowl game against, against uh, UTEP in uh, New Mexico, won the New Mexico Bowl. So uh, BYU was 1-4, won, lost, and then still made a bowl game. BYU is now 1-4. What will happen next week? What will happen the week after that? I don't know, but there's still a chance to get bowl eligible, and that is BYU's pursuit now at this point. It's been made more difficult by the quarterback situation. And how that resolves itself remains to be seen, but it will be intriguing and hopefully inspiring as BYU seeks to bounce back and make a season out of one that has been full of challenge and uh, turmoil and travail to this point through five games. And with 13 games, they have to win seven. Got to go to seven and six. Uh, if you are six and seven, you put yourself in the mix of teams yeah, that, that, uh, uh, that uh, get to fill in if not enough winning yeah. teams are eligible. And then there's an APR component and all that stuff. So you don't want to leave that to chance. You want to get to seven and make your set, make, your, make sure you're in uh, legitimately. And that now remains the challenge as uh, five of 13 games are now in. So at this point, at one and four, BYU would now need to uh, win at least uh, five of the next eight, right? Is that is that right what I said? No, at least five of the next. Yeah. Uh, no, at least six of the next eight. Five. Your pardon. Six of the next eight. 
yeah. to get to seven wins. There were things there tonight. You know, uh, I've complained before that BYU receivers are just never open, and you see games on TV and there's guys open. And I think, man, well, there were guys open tonight. They They had opportunities. There were things that could have happened. Uh, Nate, uh, closing thoughts from you? By the way, uh, thanks again to all those who uh, gave us the correct answer. Uh, Denise Hales was first, and so she legitimately uh, eats the ice cream. But, uh, Nate, closing thoughts maybe? Uh, Tanner Mangum's going to get healthy again, presumably, hopefully soon. I think BYU has some offensive players that can get first downs and score points. I think the defense has shown they've got some good players. Uh, so I think they got a good. Sh- I think they got a chance. they got a legitimate chance to get those six out of eight wins, get to the bowl game. It'll be good. It'll be fun. That'll be that'll be the fun we're looking for. Just shut the lights off. Turn out the lights. So uh, the party is over now with the lights having been turned off here at uh, Maverick Stadium in Logan. We're going to get out of here and and uh, make our way back uh, to the uh, Salt Lake and Utah Valleys, respectively. All right, so let's wrap it up from Logan by thanking all those who made our broadcast possible. Our crew back east, including our board operator Carter Malloy, staying up late. Our Network manager Mike Tingle and our coordinating producer Dave Shook. Uh, the crews at all of the uh, network stations and affiliates at BYU Radio and KSL Radio and everybody else, much appreciation. The BYU and Utah State Sports Information staffs. Uh, ben Bagley, our studio host tonight, as he filled in for Jason Shepard. Jason Shepard called soccer tonight, and the BYU women's soccer team lost to San Diego by a score of 2-1, to one, and that ends a 22-match conference home undefeated streak. For BYU is one of those nights tonight, folks. Uh, So thanks to Ben and uh, Cole Wissinger on the board back at BYU Radio, along with uh, intern Michael, Michael Shreve, intern Tanner. Tanner Wilkinson was with us here in Logan, providing engineering and broadcast assistance. Our engineer at Maverick Stadium is Barry Squires. Our stats man is Ralph Sokolowski. Our spotter is Doug Martin. That is our crew when I include the guys I work alongside on the headset. That's Mark Lyons and Nate Mickle. And my name is Greg Rubel. So for all the aforementioned, I am Greg Rubel. Once again saying our final score is Utah State 40 and BYU 24. Our next BYU football action is next Friday. BYU home to Boise State. It's a late kick, 8-15. mountain time kick for the Cougars and the Broncos at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Hope to see you there. Hope to see you uh, tuning in to the coordinator's corner on Monday and BYU football with Kalani Satake on Tuesday. And again, my appeal goes out to BYU fans. I hope you support us and uh, show us the Kalani uh, the support he'd certainly love to feel uh, by coming to BYU TV at 6 o'clock on Tuesday for BYU football with Kalani Sitake, our BYU TV, BYU radio simulcast coming live from Studio C. Hope to see you there on Tuesday. Seat request link opens on Monday morning at 11 at byucougars.com slash show. That is going to do it. In the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Logan, Utah.